is Free Talk Live. Welcome to the show. This is the live Sunday night edition with me, Stephanie. And me, Mark. And you can hear Free Talk Live every single night of the week. Uh, we like to just say that we're live because you might not be used to hearing a live show on a Sunday evening. It's really uncommon, actually, to hear live radio on a uh, Saturday or a Sunday evening. There are very few shows out there that uh, do live broadcast radio, especially Open Lines current events programs. And uh, Free Talk Live is one of the very few. So mm-hmm. if you're listening, you can call in at 855-450-FREE. And as you said, Mark, this is an open phone line show, so you're welcome to call and take control of the airwaves. The number to contact us tonight is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733, spelling out the word free, just in case you caught that last one. And uh, you can bring up anything that's on your mind. So, Mark, I guess we wanted to start off talking about something that we're interested in, and of course... That's been a big uh, sort of happening over the last couple of days. The speaking or the testimony of um, Bradley Manning, this is the first time that he's spoken publicly, I think, since he has been in this brig. It's not like he's been allowed to speak to anyone. I mean, the uh, United States military has kept him far and away from uh, journalists. Yeah. And uh, we've only heard from him through his lawyers and his family up until this point, but from what you know was the public understanding kind of before he came out and was able to detail it in such uh, stark details, he was being treated pretty awfully, but we just didn't know how badly until now. And I don't, I don't quite understand like why, why was he testifying? Right, there's some kind of pretrial. It's a hearing. Um, they're all hearings, actually. Even a trial's a hearing. But mm-hmm. um, it, this is a, a hearing that has to do with the a- allegations of torture. If he is found to have been tortured um, in this hearing, and you know what I've seen on the network news doesn't look good for him. Right. But um, if, if he's found to have been tortured in these uh, circumstances, then he will receive some kind of uh, extra bonus to his time time served served. right it could be anywhere from like three days three days for one or to ten days for one depending on uh, what the circumstances are he's already been in like two and a half years and hasn't been to trial this is i what what i think is the uh you know it shows a real failing in the system that uh they, you can't get us you can't get a speedy trial anymore no he didn't even have charges for a long time does he even have charges now oh yes okay and so those would be, what, treason or something like that? I don't even know what it's is a litany. It's a litany of them. Gotcha. And it always is. They don't just give you one one charge anymore. They used to say, you're guilty, of, you're, you're charged with this, found guilty, we're going to hang you. Um, but, mm. you know, now they pile them all up and uh, if they can't get one to stick, they can always give get another one too. Well, I would say that uh, from what I understand of how he's been treated based on what he said on Friday... I would I would say absolutely he's been tortured. And do you want okay, to so do you want to know cir- some of the things that he yeah, said? Yeah, you're going to have to hear some of the circumstances, sure. Yeah. So, um he's been he's been held in solitary confinement basically since he's been there. And he's only been let out of his cell for 20 minutes per day, so 23 and a half hours inside of a dark cell with no natural light, and he's got a big fluorescent light shining in his face, and he has to keep his face facing this observation booth because they put him on suicide watch even though about 16 psychiatrists have testified that he is not a danger, he's not a suicide risk, 
uh, but he's being observed and checked on every five minutes, and he has to show his face to this observation booth while he's sleeping, which so, is also facing a big fluorescent light that's beaming into his eyes. So this is um, the difficulty here is um, the, the, so I think that they're covering for treating him this way. And I've seen it happen time and again sure. where they'll say, looks like you're going on suicide watch. I'd like to make it clear to everybody that I spent Almost nine years in prison in Florida. I have a certain level of uh, experience in this particular area. Um, so they'll use things like Suicide Watch to make it uh, to, to punish people for behavior, whatever that behavior might be. In some cases, that behavior is self inflicted damage and you know well you want you want to be suicidal well we'll put you on suicide watch and you're going to think it stinks and it does yeah. there's no doubt about it so um but what do they do so let's say 16 psychi- psychologists or psychiatrists or whatever they are say that he's not suicidal but one does mm. and then they let him out of suicide watch and he commits suicide then it's the marines fault or whomever um in that circumstance and they probably, but then why don't they just have everybody on suicide watch all the time? It's a good question. Uh, why don't they have everybody on suicide watch all the time? And if they have the power to do this, then they have the power to abuse that. And it's, di- and it's a yeah. difficult situation for the outside observer to really say anything. It doesn't seem good to me, mm-hmm. but you know what can you do? Sure. I might want to kill myself if I was imprisoned you know, in solitary confinement for... Well, years you know, yeah, at a yeah. time not allowed to speak to the outside world imprisonment stinks but yeah. uh, you know the uh, solitary is the worst mm. uh well this is the show where you can call in about anything let's talk with ron listening in atlanta georgia ron what do you have to say ron are you with us yes hi welcome to free talk live you're on the air oh okay um well i work i manage a mcdonald's down in atlanta and can you speak up a little bit, Ron? We're, I'm having a little trouble hearing you. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, That's recently, I uh, uh, just hired a new employee down at McDonald's in Atlanta where I work. Okay. His name is Miguel, and he's from Mexico. He he seemed all right, and he was um, seemed a little shady, kind of. So one day I was in the break room, and I looked through his bag, which I wasn't supposed to, but I did. Okay. And I found a dead baby show <laughs> All right. See you later. That was a crank, obviously. Found a what? A dead baby or something. Okay. Not that funny to me, but anyway. You know, keep trying, kid. Maybe you'll get a good crank sooner or later. Yeah. Free Talk Live, I guess. I listen to Free Talk Live on the other nights of the week because, of course, you can hear Free Talk Live every night, 7 to 10 Eastern time, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, if you want to hear the archives of the show, then you can uh, go to freetalklive.com. They're right up at the top of the page or check out Free Talk Live's SoundCloud account where the archives are hosted. But, you know, I listen to uh, Free Talk Live other days of the week, and I have to say the last, like, two weeks, there has been... A rash. A, a rash of Of bat- lame crankers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like Ian says, I don't mind a good crank. Actually, yeah. they can be really funny. Some people do voices. Some people, you know, have characters that they call in with, like, repeatedly. There was uh, Ted in the Woods, right? Yeah. And uh, years ago, there was a caller named... Uh, Gay Chris, he was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cobra Commander, that's a great one. There was one called Jorge. Jorge, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember Jorge. We're listening, we're listening to you on the radio box. I mean, you know, like just basically some 
I guess somebody Jamie Tojuso is one that I've never been able to figure out if I he was real. I think Jamie Tojuso is real as he could be. <laughs> it's a man named James who lives in like Kentucky or something. And, um, told you, you know, so. And he used to, <laughs> well, I'll, t- I'll tell you about that harp machine, Alaska. You've, you'll find out and you'll know that Jamie told you so. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, let's go to someone who I'm fairly certain is not a crank caller. It's uh, Crichton in Kentucky. Crichton? Yeah, I mean, as just uh, like just mentioned, I am also from Kentucky, so let's not go there, okay? I'm not saying that people <laughs> being from Kentucky makes them stupid. I'm just <laughs> saying that James was from Kentucky. Okay, well, I wanted to talk about something that you said last night, Mark, okay. on last night's show, that did not get challenged. You know, you said, mentioned uh, 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 more guns, less crime, and that you disagreed with it. And that got challenged all over the place. But well, you said something I, hold on, uh, hold on. I didn't. I, wait, wait a second. I didn't. Uh, you know, I only challenged it in the in the in the sense that I have not been able to replicate the data, and other people okay. haven't. And either. I don't. And I don't disagree with that at all. all I right. can understand that position. I'm. I want to challenge the other point you made that was not challenged. I hope you this is the statement. one. I hope this is the one that I want it to be because I looked <laughs> this up earlier and I am ready. Go ahead. You made the statement that uh, even though. Most people are, that are killed by firearms are killed by a twenty-two long rifle caliber, that there are probably better calibers to use for self-defense. I am here to challenge that statement because I oh. don't believe it's true. All right, Crichton, if you would, hold the line. I think Mark is excited about accepting this challenge. I think this is going to be interesting. All right, we're going to talk about firearms, ooh, guns, and guts coming up on Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE is our number if you want to call and weigh in with your thoughts. Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries the name brands you want at the lowest prices. Ammunition, knives, firearm accessories, archery, air guns, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com is family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau, and has the lowest prices. Go check it for yourself. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live, the live Sunday night edition, and uh, the Sunday crew is here. It's Stephanie. And Mark. And you can visit our website at freetalklive.com. Just want to let everybody know about the feature that allows you to submit stories. So if you see an interesting news item and you want to get it in front of our audience, lots of people visit the Free Talk Live website every day. It's become sort of like a crowdsourced uh, freedom news aggregator, actually. So, um, yeah. Uh, it, you can go to freetalklive.com and submit your favorite stories right there at the top of the page. People vote them up or down. And uh, oftentimes we go there for show prep, right, Mark? Indeed. That's uh, that, that's my primary source for show, show prep is mm-hmm. uh, the Free Talk Live website. So this segment where, where Crichton is calling Mark out on uh, the, ever, the never-ending battle on which caliber size is the best is brought to you by ManVentureOutpost.com. <laughs> Brilliant. If you're looking for camping, hunting, survival, shooting gear, ManVentureOutpost.com has the name brands you want 
at the lowest prices on ammunition, knives, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, optics, firearm accessories, archery, air guns, holsters, water purification, tents, apparel, boating equipment, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. They're family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau, and they've got the lowest prices. Go check for yourself. It's ManVentureOutpost.com. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Awesome. I kind of wonder if there's any synergy between two of our current sponsors, which is ManVenture and the the Survival Skills uh, book that We've got buyemergencyfoods.com, too. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you could you could be all around ready. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, let's go back to Crichton. He's listening in Louisville, and he wants to talk to Mark about a something that Let Mark said. Explain it. Yeah, please go ahead, Crichton. Yeah, well, he mentioned that um, it, it was his opinion that even though twenty-two caliber uh, firearm encounters are the most deadly statistically, that he didn't feel that they were the the best choice of caliber for all-around defensive round. And I question that. And I can challenge that based on studies done, and one in particular uh, was done by Greg Elifritz at Buckeye Firearms for 10 years. He studied as many data points as he could get a hold of. And the conclusion was is that in a real, live, defensive environment, the twenty two caliber handgun is second only to the shotgun at both its lethal effect and its um, ability to stop an attacker. Not in the sense that they have to necessarily kill an attacker, but just to make them know that you're serious enough that they probably don't want to continue. And that's the difference, because a three fifty seven Magnum does massive amounts of tissue damage. And when most of the time, when most people are talking about defensive use of, ca- of large calibers, they're talking about one-stop defensive capability, the actual ability of the round to physically stop the human being because mm. they can't physically continue. Whereas in real situations, a caliber of any size, of any significant size, I should say, uh, large enough to hurt, um, is going to inflict so much pain on the attacker that they suddenly know that you're serious. Well, before that point, quite often you're a violent attacker, may not believe, may, may believe you're bluffing, may not believe the gun is real, may not believe that you have the moxie to pull the trigger, or may not have the skills to actually hit them. And it's only once you actually hit them that they know that you're serious and that most of the time, a real encounter with a defensive use of a handgun, whether it's a twenty two or any other size, the first hit that hits will get them to quit. Um, in the cases where that's not true, the twenty two caliber is still better because of its of its general accuracy, the average person operating with a lot of adrenaline. It's really difficult to bring a large caliber large recoil handgun back on target back on target. In time. Yeah. What, Crichton, let uh, me ask you a question about this real quick. What about a hollow point, a twenty-two hollow point? <clears throat> the twenty-two hollow points don't really, well, they do change the metric. What they do is is that the hollow point of any size caliber is designed to expand upon mm-hmm. striking an object, yeah. uh, a, a meaty object, water-like, mm-hmm. uh, and, and present a larger object to, to, the, to the, its, its target and dump its energy into the into the body. What if you have a round uh, like a copper jacketed round ball twenty two? It will go deeper than a hollow point. A so, lot deeper. <laughs> um, 
a lot deeper. It, it, a twenty-two caliber can actually penetrate the human chest. Yeah. Um, if it's if it's a if it's ball uh, pass through. If it's hollow point, it will not. It will right. not yeah. penetrate the human body. So Mark, uh, that's by design. Mark, do you have a response to anything? Uh, yet? Yeah. I, I okay. So I'm certainly not going to claim to be the expert or end all be all of uh, the twenty-two of, of any caliber round. Um, I I did look at. Uh, actually, it's from, I think, Jeff Leghorn at uh, truthaboutguns.com. This was, uh, I researched this before the show because I, Nick Leghorn, I wasn't sure uh, about my statement. I had heard something that sounded like drunk logic. And drunk logic is, <laughs> uh, you know, that, well, houses with Dobermans have to pay more in, uh, you know, insurance costs. Or, and this may or may not be true, I don't know. Red cars get more tickets. Um, you know, this kind of thing that gets passed down and nobody checks it. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I thought that that might be the case with 22s. It turns out 22s are pretty darn lethal um and the only thing more lethal is the uh the shotgun but the thing that's just is almost right there with 22s happens to be the 357 round and what they came out with this uh you know the observation from the data the same data you're talking about nick leghorn was looking at um and what his belief was is um let me let me scroll down here and i'll just quote the article another chart where large bars are bad and here the the mouse guns little guns aren't doing so hot compared to the big boys however i get the feeling the chart is somewhat deceptive and this is um how many this is percentage of shootings where opponents were not incapacitated i assume that that means left for dead um newer shooters have a tendency to get smaller guns with smaller calibers and also have a tendency to be yep. not as well trained as those carrying the larger rounds so yep. instead of this chart being an argument against the lowly 22 round i see it as an argument against poor training and i think that that's really what it comes down to it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what caliber you get if you do or do not know how to use that caliber then it's you know not going to really matter. I think that a 22 round is, you know, fine in a small handgun. The reason I said that was because I was trying not to advocate any particular round um, because I don't know. One shouldn't be taking one's firearm advice from a man who's in- incapable of owning one. <laughs> okay. Crichton, any final thoughts? I have one question, though. Okay. Why is it that the peace sign behind you guys is sideways? Because that's the way it covers the door best. You're talking about the cam. And thanks, <laughs> thanks for the call, Crichton. Uh, he's talking about uh, if you go to cam.freetalklive.com, you can see the studio camera turn the show into a TV show that you can actually watch. And there's a, a flag hanging up with a peace sign, but it's uh, sideways. And so the peace sign is tipped uh, 90 degrees to the left, I would say. It's also right underneath uh, Ian, uh, my, my co-host Ian Freeman's uh, peace prize. Oh, that's right. Ian has won the FPP Peace Prize from right. FPP.cc. Great uh, friend of the show organization there. All right. If you're on hold, we'll get to you. Um, stay calm and patient. and We'll be right back here on Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE is our phone number. That's 855-450-3733. I bet there'll be some more talk about guns coming up here in a moment. And maybe we'll get to more of the Bradley Manning stuff, too. It's Free Talk Live. Technology is created that upends the foundations of society, the wheel, the printing press, the internet. 
Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Welcome back to Free Talk Live. You're listening to the live Sunday night show with me, Stephanie. And me, Mark. You can visit freetalklive.com and check out uh, the subdomain listen.freetalklive.com. There you can find a whole bunch of different ways to listen to Free Talk Live. We've got the internet streams, our radio affiliates are listed there, and also some other options like the satellite, the webcam, and the listen lines. So if you... uh, if you are interested in any of those, go to listen.freetalklive.com. So you have the best chance of catching Free Talk Live no matter where you are or what your circumstances happen to be. One of the realities in a world that has fiat currencies, those are currencies created by governments and they say are money. Um, and that's all the currencies that pretty much exist in the world, except for, you know, gold, silver, bitcoins, things that people uh, trade with that have real value. The state inflates these currencies um, in, in order to fund its wars. And that's the reality. It's mathematically impossible, however, to inflate bitcoins. If the world used bitcoins, governments would have to think about long and hard about when they started a war and who they were going to blow up. Well, actually, bitcoins have a controlled inflation, but it's diminishing all the time. It's right. They're I, inflating. I, it's mathematically impossible to inflate bitcoins is what I say. You cannot... I cannot. The uh, guy who's, uh, yes. you know, nobody can inflate bitcoins um, according to the mathematic problem, which is available open source for people to take a look um, at on the Internet. They will, however, continue to self-inflate to 21 million. They're currently at somewhere between 10 and 11 million uh, bitcoins. But, uh, you know, the maximum number possible is 21 million. However, they're infinitely divisible. So. You can cut them, you know, you just move the decimal place over. And if you need 210 million or 2.1 billion or just whatever, they can uh, create as many as you want with bitcoins. Anyway, antiwar.com is having its fund drive and they are taking bitcoins in their fund drive. I was excited about this, went over and gave them some bitcoins. Um, You can go to the antiwar. We we set up our own uh, subdomain here for them, antiwar.freetalklive.com, and you can donate to this worthy organization. They're the only ones that are out there reporting news that isn't slanted towards war. Antiwar.com, excuse me, antiwar.freetalklive.com to donate in bitcoins. Cool. All right. Let's go back to the phones, Mark. Of course, you can call us at 855-450-FREE. We got several calls on the line, though. So if you're waiting, please be patient. We'll get to you. But first, we're going to talk to Brian in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Brian? Hi. Um... Uh, thank you for taking my call. Um, You're welcome, Brian. This past week, I've been listening to the show, and I've noticed that there has been a lot of crankers, and it has gotten me very upset. Really? Fucking ball sack, titty nipples. All right. Well, you got dumped. <laughs> so uh, that was pretty lame. Don't huh. you think? He he waited yeah. quite a while to get on the air and say I'm that. I'm not sure that the, the terminology that he used would have uh, been entirely dumpable. I think I heard a, an F-bomb somewhere in there. Okay. There was like a string of words... That you know, maybe that's a little funny when you're like 13, but yeah, some of the some know. of the words were not funny at all. Um, but yeah, yeah it doesn't I, really appeal to me that much. I, I, I I'm with you. When in doubt, dump it. Mm-hmm. But because I mean, we don't want to put our stations at at risk on it. But uh, at the same time, 
Yeah, you know, if they just want to say dumb things like that, those words, whatever. I mean, hey, like we said before, if it's if it's entertaining, you know, if you call in with a great character voice, we'll ask you questions. We'll ask your character questions. We'll we'll have a little, <laughs> you know, a little fun with you as long as you don't, you know, basically put if our stations is, in jeopardy. If the trick is to see whether or not you can get on the air, you can get on the air. Yeah. Sure. You can get on the air on Free Talk Live. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go to Mike in Los Angeles. Mike, are you with us? Uh, yeah, hello. Hi. Welcome to Free Talk Live. Hi. Um, I just want to talk about, um, well, I'm, I'm a college student, and I'm worried about paying off my loans in the future. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, the government's really bad right now, as you know. Sure. What's the government bad about? And I, yeah. And I don't want to be like... Wait, Mike, what's, Mark asked what, what the government was bad on, in your opinion. Oh, just like, just like money and everything. It's like really tight nowadays. Okay. And I don't want to be in like New York when I'm older, like around 30, That, and I don't want to be holding a fund that says, fuck me for money. All right. He got dumped too. Yeah, definitely can't use the F-bomb. Wow, there's a lot of them tonight, huh? Yeah, you know, we must... It's exciting. Call in on Free Talk Live. Hit the next one. <laughs> Bring okay. them on. I wonder if this is going to be one, too. I, I, now, I'm curious. I have to say, um, last uh, time this happened, Ian was asking, you know, if this is part of a for- if there's a forum post or something that says, hey, call Free Talk Live, like on 4chan or something like that. I know Free Talk Live has kind of been like uh, attacked by the 4chan community in the past. Those were some of our best calls um, from the vestibule. Um, but, you know. Oh, the vestibule. Wasn't that a different forum? There was one, too, with um, it was like a, a ladies like a teenage girls forum mm-hmm. basically and they asked a lot of really good questions really good that. questions yeah. yeah all right let's go talk to eric it well actually we're gonna stall a few minutes more until our dump buffer builds up again um you don't okay. need to double dump them by the way you're, you're, you're good you get three and a half um you've got more than three and a half gotcha okay eric in iowa wants to talk about guns supposedly eric are you with us yes i am thank you for taking my call sure thing I'm a 55-year-old man. I grew up in Iowa. I grew up on a farm. Okay. My first gun was a BB gun. Uh, how I old were you? 20, I'm 55. No, no. How old were you when you got the BB gun? Do you remember? Um, I was probably eight, finish okay. in that time frame. All right. It, it, it tended to be kind of a hand-me-down for my brothers, mm-hmm. older brothers. And, um, you know, I kind of like, I guess, I grew up in kind of a gun culture type thing, although I wouldn't really classify it as that. It's just... I was a farm kid, you know. They were available, and and we had guns. Yep. Yeah. We didn't 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 think of them as mean or offensive. We just they were just a tool that we grew up with. Right. Same here. And um, I have uh, my first uh, gun was a was a four ten shotgun. Uh, four ten shotgun. Uh, four four ten. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yes, it, it, it's a break open single shot. Mm-hmm. My dad took me pheasant hunting with it. Uh, I was terrible with it at first. I couldn't hit anything. But it teached me to develop my skill and my patience and, you know, to learn how to use a firearm. And that was the point. Uh, um, I later on, you know, I had 22 rifles. I currently own many guns. Um, you were talking about the 22, and the 22 is an excellent weapon. Um, it's, it's not loud. It's not obnoxious. It's easy to shoot. Extremely accurate, but it's not a good offensive weapon. It's a very good defensive weapon. So what's uh, what do you mean by offensive and defensive? Are you saying offensive is well, like if I want to rob a bank I, or hunt? Well, no, actually, no. I, I have military background. I 
I have worked with aircraft, weapon systems, and, and uh, I, I got into uh, tanks and stuff like that as well. well. I definitely don't want a twenty two when taking on a tank. You're right. No, not a good <laughs> idea. Uh, you definitely, I don't think you'd win. I don't want but, to take um, on a tank you know, at all. <laughs> a, 20, a, a twenty-two is designed for a soft-skinned type uh, animal. Mm-hmm. Anything with a soft skin, hollow points. I don't think the twenty-two has enough velocity to really make uh, velocity to make the uh, the hollow point bullet actually do anything. Uh, you what know, do you mean so by do I anything? Think, well, uh, the theory behind a hollow point is that uh, because because the skin is largely made of moisture, mm-hmm. the the hole that they drill in the in the bullet is it's supposed to fill up with moisture, skin tissue, and stuff like that, and force the bullet to expand so that it reduces um, its velocity and unloads all of its energy into whatever you're shooting at. Oh, right. Wait a minute. I thought it had sort of like cutouts in the shape of a hexagon so that it, when it hits something, it crumples and then forms a star pattern, essentially. I didn't uh, think it was liquid. Well, you're talking about a larger um, ah, okay. uh, jacketed bullet. Gotcha. Bullet, uh, a twenty-two bullet is more or less dipped in copper. It's kind of a copper, like it's dipped in it. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really... I, I think what you're thinking of is more like a 9 millimeter or a three fifty-seven or a forty-five caliber bullet, where it has a lead core, and then it's got a copper jacket, and then it's got a hole in the center. And, yeah, uh, something with a little more power, a little more velocity, will open up into a star pattern like that. All right. Well, I, hey, I Eric, thanks. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish up your thoughts. I just don't think a 22 has the power to do that. All right. Very good, sir. Thanks a lot. Thanks for the info tonight. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733. Talk about guns or anything that's on your mind. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, consider Keen. Civil disobedience, politics, media, outreach, and social events. Keen has it all. Get connected with video, audio, our forum, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You're listening to the live Sunday night edition with me, Stephanie. And me, Mark. And uh, check out news.freetalklive.com. That's news.freetalklive.com. If you want to keep up to date with Free Talk Live, you can sign up for our email updates, which is a good way to get sort of the major news about the show, The when we add a new station or a new radio affiliate or something big happens with the program. Good way to find out about it is through our email list. And there at the news.freetalklive.com page, you can also find our Twitter account and our Facebook account here at Free Talk Live. And if you if you follow us on uh, Twitter or like the page on Facebook, then you'll be able to see the stories that we're talking about in real time, and you'll be able to interact with other listeners as well. So it's a good way to stay connected at news.freetalklive.com. All right. So um, we did have a call on the line, but I think it was another cranker. They hung up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they, they knew they weren't going to get to talk about dead babies or say the F-bomb on the air. Yeah, that's entertaining radio there. Thwarted. <laughs> so, um, should we go back to talking about Bradley Manning, Mark? Sure, Just go right ahead. A little bit more on on him. Um, you know, he so he's been basically he's the alleged uh, WikiLeaker. 
he was held for a while in a military brig with no charges, and then he got charged with a litany of things like aiding the enemy and all kinds of stuff. Um, sure, and and when you know the terminology aiding the enemy, um, you know one really has to wonder about that. Now, I get that it was his job to store information and he was out there to, you know, and he did the opposite of that. He released the information. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. And uh, you're right. We, we, at this point, we it hasn't been proved conclusively that, sure. that's, that he, that's what he did. But it seems likely from all the information we've seen. But who knows? We get all that information from. That's uh, why we have trials, yeah, right? Yeah. The, the mainstream media and the mainstream media isn't always right. Um, but. What one has to ask is, is his, uh, you know, is his job as an American more important than his job as a uh, a Marine? And as an American, I want to know if the government's first off, the government's holding a lot of stuff that they would not have classified in the past. It's just easier for them. Why wouldn't the government just make everything secret? Ask yourself. That's a good question. Why, if the government can make things secret, why wouldn't they make everything secret? Because then they wouldn't have to answer any questions from these annoying citizens. Yeah. And it seems like we're going down that path in this country, and I think that that's kind of sad. And I think to some extent we can we have Bradley Manning to thank that we're having a conversation about what secret, what should be secret, and what shouldn't, mm. because most of the stuff that was released through Wiki, WikiLeaks was garbage that was of no use whatever. Um, yeah. Why is that so? St- Top secret, but that's just because they yeah. make everything secret, and that's why. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but when you when you ask about the the collateral murder video where they're killing uh, people that you know cameramen and and new, people from news agencies and children and stuff like that, people that are going to rescue children out of a, uh, a you know dying children out of a minivan. Mm-hmm. Well, why why wouldn't the American people want to see this? What has this got to be classified for? Because this gives sucker to our uh, enemies. Don't shoot up innocent people. You won't be giving sucker to enemies. Yeah. I think that there needs to be in a level of accountability to for uh, everybody. People in mm. the military, their commanding officers, the military as a whole, yeah, the United States not, government, all these people. They are not outside of journalism. They're not exempt from it, you know, having their actions being public, the things that they do in public, you know. Right. And I, I, it's not like I'm on Al Qaeda's side here. If Al Qaeda was even Al Qaeda oh, wasn't yeah, involved Mark, here, you must be a terrorist. They must be a terrorist because yeah. I don't want the government to keep things secret. No, you can't get accountability from uh, you know an agency that claims a monopoly privilege on the ability to to collect taxes. You can't get them uh, any kind of accountability out of them right. without being able to see what they're doing. Sure, I'm supposed to vote. And my vote is supposed to be sacred, as I, so I am told. <laughs> I am the highest. As if that makes a difference. I mean, it's nonsense. A little exaggerated laughter. But but right. that's that's the suggestion. Um, is is that my vote's sacred? I'm supposed to be able to make a decision on who the next president of the United States is going to be. As if there's direction. any option that would allow you to end the wars that could actually get elected as president. Right. Uh, not. <laughs> but if well, I, I suppose we could have uh, voted for Gary Johnson. But my vote's important. How am I going to use this vote if I don't have that information? So if a president or an a regime or a a, you know whatever whatever you want to call the uh, you know the people that work for the president if if that group uh, the cabinet wants to withhold information that might make them look bad and they just call it secret then they can do whatever they want Mm. secret information you can't have secret information in a democracy. Not yeah. if you want one to work. But, Mark, it's not a democracy. It's a constitutional republic. Right, as if, as if the constitutional <laughs> republic really means anything. 
You know, one of the things that struck struck me or stuck out to me a lot about Bradley Manning's testimony was that he kept referring to his cell as exactly what it is. He called it a cage. Mm-hmm. And that was a quote that was being passed around from him. He said, I was I was I thought I was going to die in that cage. And that's how I saw it, an animal cage. And I could see how a person would feel like an animal if they're just kept literally in a tiny cage. He had a six by eight cell. I guess his lawyer uh, marked out how big that was in white tape on the floor of the Mm -hmm. courtroom just to show everybody, you know, how little space he had. Sure. And, you know, sort of all of his psychological needs are being denied. You know, he doesn't have space to move around. He can't choose what he does on a day-to-day basis or throughout the day. He can't even choose when he sleeps. He's not maybe getting enough sleep. He's getting certainly poor quality of sleep if he's got this light shining in his eyes 24-7. He's being checked all the time. He has no privacy. He can't go to the bathroom without being watched. There's an observation desk. Then then they moved him to uh, Fort Leavenworth and, you know, had him in regular population. I just want to make it clear that this isn't what's going on now. Mm -hmm. Um, But he still had this experience. Sure. He had this experience and it went on over the course of months. And one really has to ask, was it necessary? But the difficulty is, is... Is the treatment that we we would give somebody who is suicidal torture if you're not suicidal? Mm. And if they weren't suicidal before, they'll be suicidal afterwards. I think that uh, the solitary confinement aspect, it's, you know, it's really debatable. Humans are social creatures. And if you keep him away from other contact for a very long time, it's going to result in bad things. You're keeping yeah. somebody naked in a cell that they can't get enough sleep, mm-hmm. you know, seven hours a day asleep. And, and there's, he was, he said he was so mind numbingly bored. Oh, it's boring. He had nothing to do. There was a mirror in his cell. Thankfully, he said he had nothing to do except and a Bible. Make, yeah. <laughs> and make faces at himself in the mirror because right. that was his only source of Entertainment. Yep. The only thing he could do in that place is uh, right. Wasn't make, allowed to exercise in his cell. Even nope, not allowed to do push-ups in nope. the cell. Uh, the only thing you can do in that cell is read religious texts. Hopefully, you can get a Bible, a Quran, and then that's probably about where it ends um, as far as religious texts go. They're not. It's not like they're going to work really hard to find you all a bunch of different new stuff to read. Mm. And that's it. He was banging his head against the wall, babbling, pacing, crying. You know. Yeah. What else do you do? It's he's I, been driven insane. If you don't by think this. it's if you don't think that in of in and of itself is torture, and I would contend it is. Yeah. Um, go go sit in your bathroom for eight hours. Sure, oh, but I'm not a bad person. I didn't do a bad thing. That doesn't mean it's not torture. Mm-hmm. Now, what you're advocating for is punishment. Okay, let's talk about punishment once we convict the person. Yeah, and as we said before, that's why we have trials to try to determine. In a fair way, if possible, even though you you could say that there's a lot of unfairness in that system. Yeah, and I can make a strong argument that punishing people, you know, vociferously does isn't very effective either. Yeah, you don't take bad people, put them in a bad place with other bad people, treat them bad, and then expect them to get out and act good. That's the whole silliness of the punitive justice, so-called justice system. Anyway, but we've got a call on the line. Let's talk to Chris in Indiana. Chris, are you with us? Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I was calling to, uh, since you guys don't pimp it enough, um, I'm, I, uh, I'm a single dad, and I hate to go to the mall. I and don't blame so you. I, I, shop, <laughs> I, I, shop, I shop on Amazon, uh-huh. and, uh, and I, I want to talk about the Amazon Prime program. Okay. Oh, they have, yeah. Amazon has. 
Yeah, I'm actually I'm looking at this Amazon. Yeah, hold on, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm looking at Amazon Prime at my house too. We um, I have it, and I've had it for a couple of years, and I love it, worth every penny. Well, I'd love to talk to you about it off the air at some point, but uh, I just you know I'm going to give my circumstance here. Yep. We we got rid of well, actually the big 19, the giant 1997 TV I had, the old inside the uh, inside projector thing. Mm-hmm. This is a thing was a bigger than my refrigerator. Um, finally died off, and we had to get another uh, TV. So. I kind of asked myself, well, if I can get Amazon Prime and watch some movies and television shows there for eight bucks a month, do I really need Dish? Mm. Chris, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, not only that, you get, you know, at $79, you get $30 back right away in a gift certificate. Okay. That you use Amazon. So it's really only $49. Pretty good deal. Plus, you get the two day shipping for free. Yep. And if, you, and if you're not in a hurry, you decline that, that two-day shipping, and they give you credit towards movies, the ones that, you know, that aren't free. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, 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 cool. Hold on, because yeah, I want to find line, out Chris. more about it. Um, a little commercial here for Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we do have an Amazon affiliate link at Free Talk Live. It's shop.freetalklive.com. And it really and, uh, helps us out. More on the way, 855-450-FREE if you want to talk to us tonight. It's Free Talk Live. A science fiction comic adventure from Big Head Press. Quantum Vibe. It's year 2523. There are colonies on Venus, Mars, and Mercury. People travel in bubbles, fly at hyperspeed. With brain implants and artificial gravity. A scientific genius and his clever assistant set out on an adventure through the solar system. On a secret mission to find the key to access new frontiers and save liberty. There's a robot girl and zany creatures Made with genetically engineered features And corporate villains crave the opportunity To steal a profit from mother's ingenuity A scientific genius and his clever assistant Set out on an adventure through the solar system On a secret mission to find the key To access new frontiers and save liberty QuantumVibe.com This is Free Talk Live. You're listening to the Sunday Night Edition with Stephanie. And Mark. And uh, I just want to remind you that Free Talk Live is, uh, unlike other radio shows, we actually give away all of our archives for free, or nearly all of them. Uh, At this point, the season one and two of Free Talk Live have been released on a torrent files, and uh, Free Talk Live has been going for 10 years, which is pretty impressive, over 10 years at this point. It's hard to believe. Uh, so Just those keep are paying us to do this. <laughs> so if you want to go to um, archives.freetalklive.com, there you will find probably more archives than you could ever reasonably listen to uh, in any in your in your lifetime. <laughs> I'm not sure I'd call listening to Free Talk Live's uh, archives reasonable at all. There's uh, thousands of hours <laughs> of content there over at archives.freetalklive.com. It says Manwich. That's right. <laughs> Mark used to be Manwich. Uh, anyway. Uh, we've been talking with Chris. Let's go back to the phones and talk with him again. And Chris, you were talking about Amazon Prime. Did you have anything else yeah. that you wanted to say about that? Well, I guess Amazon's trying to wade into the online streaming market. You know, they're trying to get into everything. But they bought Epics recently, so they're looking to compete with uh, um, with your, your your other online streaming services. 
And so their library of free movies is, is going to increase. But uh, I'm, I'm just calling to say that if you're interested in, in Amazon Prime and you're hesitant about the price, it really will pay for itself. And uh, I'm here to tell you, if you're an online shopper. Yeah, I have to say my experience has been that that's true. Not like we're we're trying to plug Amazon or anything like that. And well, I, by the I, way, oh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, by the way, if you want to uh, help out Free Talk Live for free and you're planning on doing some shopping there, you can always go through shop.freetalklive.com and uh, Free Talk Live will get a small referral fee for anything that you purchase. It's a huge, huge uh, help to Free Talk Live. I yeah. mean, we get a good portion of our sort of monthly paychecks from people who take that extra moment to do their shopping through shop.freetalklive.com. And I really think with the streaming thing that Chris has brought up that it's probably going to crush Netflix. You know, Netflix is, is going down the tubes. Everybody hates that Silverlight software that that you have to put on your computer to watch I'm not them. familiar with it. I, uh, I, you know, I was, I was thinking about trying out the different uh, services. Um, you know, we're just getting ready to do something there um, in, that, in that way. Um, probably, we're probably going to wait until my wife goes down to Florida, and then at that point I'll just shut off the dish and, and try out something else because it's not like I watch a heck of a lot of television anyway. Yeah. But, you know, there's, there's certain shows that I wonder whether I'll be able to, you know, replicate or not. I, I like to watch all the, the military channel stuff and uh, his, history channel stuff. Because I like to know the history of war. I have a hard time relating to that. I, I get it. I know some people really like it. Uh, I think my dad watches the military channel too, but I just can't relate to why anybody would be would think that's entertaining. My wife watches those, uh, you know, uh, you, you know, you're dressed in the wrong kind of clothing uh, shows, and well, uh, those I can't relate to either. And uh, there's one show I like. It's called Swamp People. Food. Have you ever heard of this? Yeah, but the these people, people who hunt alligators. alligators. You think yeah. they're characters, but they're real. Oh, no. no. <laughs> okay. well, I hunted alligators. Chris, any final thoughts? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't have any money really to give to you guys, but, you know, that's a way people who don't have money to give to you guys through a grant program can help out. Absolutely. So, uh, thank thank you. you. Thank you so much, Chris. Yeah, we appreciate that. A little, a little tip. If you go through shop.freetalklive.com, there are several retailers there. But if you, uh, you know, use Amazon a lot, you can go to uh, just the link and right-click on the link for your country. It's I think we've got the United States and Great Britain and Australia or something. I don't know what's over there exactly. Maybe it's Canada. You got me. Uh, I, I only use the U.S. one. But if you right-click <laughs> on the link, then you will get that address that will send you through there. And if you bookmark that, then you don't have to go to shop.freetalklive.com every time. You can just you know go to the book, bookmark link on your you know browser there. Aha, uh-huh. uh, saves I, you a click. Yeah, I think that the, uh, the, the another shortcut is, is you can write it, you can type in amazonus.freetalklive.com. Ah, interesting. So. Okay, so Mark, we were going to talk about this story. By the way, 855-450-FREE is the number if you want to get in touch with us tonight, 855 855- Four five zero three seven three three. You know, bring up your thoughts about Bradley Manning and what what he said in his testimony. If you heard about that, or if you have questions about that, love to hear what you think. But in the meantime, we're going to go to uh, another story that you brought in, Mark, about the Nazis and whether you know people always say that they were just following orders, and oftentimes that's an excuse, right? That uh, people in the military or in the police use nowadays that when they do things that freedom people might disagree with, right? They say, well, hey, it's the law. I'm just following orders. I'm just doing my job. And it's kind of a way to pass responsibility off from them onto this thing that's greater than them, which is the law or the 
they're, their they're boss ver- or whatever. Right. And this article is entitled, it's from the telegraph.co.uk. Nazis weren't just following orders, but in fact took pride in their atrocities. A new study has shown that the terrible acts involved um, not just obedience, but enthusiasm, too. The scientific paper, jointly authored by a Scottish university professor, challenges a long-held belief that human beings harm others because they're programmed to obey orders. And we've talked about these uh, studies on the air uh, on a regular basis here on Free Talk Live. Um, Stephen Riker, professor at the school of, uh, in the School of Psychology at the University of St. Andrews, and Professor uh, Alex Haslam at the University of Queensland, Australia, have published a paper in the journal uh, PL... Ospla, um, oh, PLOS. Bio, PLOS yep. Biology. It stands for Public Library of Science. Thank goodness P-L-O-S. for you here. Um, <laughs> yeah. In the nature of uh, tyranny and evil. It comes 50 years after social psycho- psychological studies showed that even decent people can engage in acts of extreme cruelty when instructed to do so by others. By the way, there's a backstory to that journal name, too. Mm. Um, the PLOS journals, the Public Library of Science journals, are supposed to be journals where controversial research is published. Because they don't have to go through the peer review process that other journals do. Okay. So you can publish a a finding that you don't think would make it past your colleagues in the peer review process because it's controversial. So I I wouldn't doubt that this got into that journal because, you know, psychologists might find this, uh, you know, difficult to stomach. Okay. I I wouldn't know. I, I don't know how these things work, but I'll, I'll take your word for it. The beliefs can be traced back to two research studies conducted by Milgram, Stanley Milgram, and uh, Philip Zimbardo in the 70s, mm-hmm. uh, 60s and 70s. Milgram's research showed that people uh, blindly obey orders of an authority figure, while Zimbardo's... Stanford- well, most people do. Like two-thirds of people will blindly obey. Yep. They'll shock a, you know, the person in Milgram's experiment. There was a... It, it was a mock prison scene, right? And the... Uh, the, there's a confederate. There's somebody who's in on the the experiment. It wasn't a prison scene in this case. And the Milgram experiment was just somebody. It was a learning experiment. Uh, we're going to teach ah, people yeah, okay. to learn with shock, yeah. shocks, uh, progressively, uh, you know, worse shocks. Yeah. And uh, the other person, the only person who was being actually studied, was the person who was ad- supposedly pressing the button, administering the shocks. And they were like they were fake shocks. Um, and, yeah. The person was who was supposedly receiving the shocks is just acting. Yeah. And you know, basically, the scientist in the white coat, the authority figure, right, is instructing the the person who's being studied, the subject, to increase the shocks until the person remembers words or something like that who's being who's being shocked. And then the person who's being shocked, you know, says things like, "Oh my God, my heart feels funny, and I think I'm going to die." And I have screaming. a heart problem. Yeah. You know, the, the, and then at some point, they'll shock them till they don't make any noise anymore. Yeah. Because so, the the scientist says you must continue with the experiment. Yep. They the just protocols are clear. Yep. You must continue. Yeah, and, and they would, you know, they had different levels of uh, different things that they'd say, but uh, and yep. it was two thirds of people who kept on going until the highest level, till the person the, was shocked uh, actors to death. stopped making noise. That's yeah. right. So anyway, um, and then when the Zimbardo Stanford Prison Experiment revealed that people will take an ab- uh, abusive roles uncritically. But after a decade-long program of research, Riker and Haslam have uh, challenged the conclusions of both. Riker said, in short, people do harm not because they are unaware of what the, what they're doing is wrong, but because they believe that what they're doing is right. And I think that this mm. is what comes down to it. Because yeah. I don't believe the we're just following orders excuse. I believe that you've got to believe what you're doing. That there aren't there there weren't any Nazi prison guards putting people in gas chambers that thought it was wrong. 
And they're, you know, that oftentimes when you find people, let's let's talk about police, uh, you know, in in today's world, enforcing drug uh drug rules. Right. Well, when you brought this article up and told me sort of a summary of what it was about, I was reminded of that sheriff who said that if pot was legalized in his state, he would still enforce the rules against it because that was his personal belief. Right. He didn't care anything about the law. Yeah. So he, you know, he thinks morality is on his side and apparently the Nazis did too. I guess they they didn't have clear principles about what morality really is, but 855-450-FREE. Do you, do you think this is true? Do you think cops are just following orders? Do you think they believe that they're right? It's Free Talk Live. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and 2XM channels. FTL has also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, the Sunday night edition with Stephanie and Mark. You can actually hear Free Talk Live every single night of the week, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. And our website is freetalklive.com. There's lots of features there, but if you're trying to view the site on your mobile phone, you can just go to m.freetalklive.com for easy access to that. And it'll specially format so you can view it on your smartphone. And uh, Mark, you know, we were talking, we started to bring up this article about the Nazis uh, enjoying what they did. And believing that it was right, tell me more about that. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it's I think it's a very interesting article, and the uh, you know the 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 big takeaway here is uh, from Fr- Professor Riker, the guy who did it in um, the, the the study. In short, people do not harm because they're unaware of what they're doing is wrong, but they because they believe what they're doing is right. And this is the the old saying that uh, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Um, you know that. I think that the only form of evil out there is when somebody's got good wrong because they'll continue to mm. do it until they're they're just unstoppable. Yeah. Um in their their doing of this evil because they believe they're doing good. I think the people who had slaves believed that they were doing good too. You right. Know, that they were helping the slaves, they were providing them with a home and they needed to be taught a lesson or something like that uh, you know absolutely there have been all kinds of argument there are all kinds of arguments for slavery and the the weakest one that doesn't hold any water is the the utilitarian one well who will pick the cotton i mean you hear this all mm. the time in uh discussions of uh you know use of force today well what do we do without this or that what would we do if we didn't do this or that and i don't know I don't know what the answer is in the same way that the abolitionists didn't know in the time of slavery. Um, actually, slavery went back you know, far, far reaches there. But let's call it Anna, the antebellum South. Exactly what would happen as far as cotton went. But sure enough, cotton was picked and it's just fine. We still wear it. Sure. Well, I think this gets into maybe a little bit of a deeper philosophical topic, which is the idea of, of morality. And is it objective or is it subjective? You know, and 
I think that in Nazi Germany, you could make an argument that in their culture, they were kind of steeped in this cultural milieu where everybody was saying, look, these people, the Jews are a threat to our homeland and we have to take care of ourselves. And we have to have living room and Lebensraum, right? Rom, right? Yep. And we, you know, we we're doing this for God and country or, you know, we're doing this for nationalistic reasons. And they probably thought, based on what everybody else was saying around them, that this is perfectly right and this is perfectly acceptable and Jews are not human and so forth. But well, but you know what? There are ways to tell that there are certain moral principles that apply to everybody. Right. And it's not... Morality is universal. Yes. And this is the difference. It's the, not determined if, by the place or the time that you're in. It's there's There are always certain moral facts, basically. If you want to call... I mean, yes, I agree that uh, certain acceptable and unacceptable behavior is... Uh, you know, is is absolutely there's a difference between what, what people judge to be acceptable, though, and like what actually is. Right. Acceptable. Those are called norms yeah. and mores. Yeah. We have terms for those. You don't need to use morals in order to refer to those. Morals mm. refer to something that is universal. And the Aztecs thought it was perfectly acceptable to do human sacrifice. Absolutely. Right? Does that mean human sacrifice is moral? You know, some people would argue that they so. thought it was at that time, and I tend, I disagree with this argument. I believe that, you know, best I can see, morals are a universal. We've got terms, mores and norms. Uh, we don't need to throw morals in with the same thing. You don't need these. You don't need three terms that mean the same thing. Yeah. You've got these terms that already describe these behaviors. And, um, and actually, that's what the state does. They co-opt the very definite definitions of morals, right? They say that it's moral to take money. They say that theft is moral, right? That's a sure. violation of the non-aggression principle, like they the, the universal principle. That not participating in their theft is immoral. They go one exactly. step further. Exactly. And, and that's why I, I completely agree. It makes a lot of sense what you're saying about the worst is when sort of bad people t- define what good is and they convince you that bad is good. Right. That's exactly what it comes down to. And that's what all that you're left with when you want to use force to solve problems. Finally, at some point or another, you have to do something immoral in order to get to moral. And you can't go there. It doesn't work that way. And that's the difficulty um, that, that, you know, people trying to use a monopoly in order to get what they want face. And it just doesn't work. Um, Anytime you use any kind of force in order to achieve political or personal gains, if you initiate force on someone else, you've acted in an immoral fashion, and you can't get moral behavior out of that. It never works. I don't care whether it's gambling uh, that you're trying to stop or prostitution or drug use or you know whatever malum prohibitum <laughs> law that might be out there. Using force to prevent force right <laughs> using force to prevent evil or whatever forces is, uh, is a fine reaction to somebody who has used force i think that there's an argument to, to be had for mercy at the same time yeah i, I regretted saying that as soon as i did because it's not the same as defensive force mm-hmm. it's really an offensive force when the state goes out going to get involved in consensual transactions between people you know like selling of some prohibited product or prostitution or something like that yeah, you've got yeah. to be able to defend yourself. It's not and, self-defense for the state. I, I'm, I'm and no, what is the state anyway? It's not an individual. You know, it's their. What is the state? Yeah, it's <laughs> a great question. Eight five five four fifty free. That's eight five five four five zero three seven three three. It's just a bunch. Are of, we getting too abstract here? I don't think so. I think we're kind of bringing this down to a level that people can. Well, I, I grasp. think that 
I think that one kind of loses and gains credibility when bringing up the Nazis. I, I can't remember what the term is is um, on the internet, but oh, whatever. You every bring- internet discussion. Oh, as an internet discussion thread gets longer, the probability of a pro- of uh, mentioning the Nazis approaches one. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> And yeah, but there's a Nazi internet rule out there. It's called Godwin's Law, and uh, that's basically it. Is is that at some point or another, you know, every internet discussion is going to end up talking about Nazis, and that somehow or another that diminishes the topic. Yeah, and like once sure you bring does. up the Nazis, you've lost. And I I can see there there's even um what is it a logical fallacy? Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is of course well of course this isn't a logical fallacy that was determined sort of in the classical sense with the you know greeks and the classic study of logic but there's argumentum ad hitlerum you've heard of <laughs> no <laughs> argumentum ad populum which means yes. if everybody believes it's right then it's right and uh our, you know the appeal to authority mm-hmm. I, I don't know the latin name or the greek name for that but that one is is another fallacy where if an authority figure says it's right then it's right and that's not necessarily true no so now there's argumentum ad hitlerum which means it's when it's a logical fallacy when somebody compares their enemy to Hitler or the Nazis, you know, they're making they're not making a argument that passes logical muster. Well, I think that you can make an argument that, okay, for one, comparisons um, generally are not considered a logical, um, you know, discussion, a way way to discuss things in a logical fashion. Mm -hmm. However, you generally can't get people that use logic to listen to your arguments um, anyway. So. But, you know, forget about that. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm one of those personality types, one of those logical libertarians. But look, I think that the, go look it's at essential the skeptic, to go look at the skeptic movement. But the look, if we don't have of status, if we don't have logic, though, how can we communicate with I'm, anybody? I'm though? not against logic. I'm not sitting here saying logic is bad, Stephanie. I'm saying that the proponents of logic generally are not. Call in and reason with Mark at 855 Uh, Argumentum ad absurdum is another one. That's another one, yeah. Take it to an absurd level, which may be what you're doing here. I think not. (laughs) Free Talk Live. I said generally. You can't can't get me taking things to an absurd level when I say generally. 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio, podcast, satellite, webcam, and our live streams. But did you know you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere? Add this number to your phone, 213-493-0308. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Listen Lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 213-493-0308. That's 213-493-0308. This is Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. Our number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We were kind of talking about some logical fallacies and uh, the the appeal to authority, the appeal to the, the majority of people and, uh, you know, and also the appeal to Nazis or Hitler, right? Yeah, the, the, the argumentum ad Hitlerium. I'd never heard it before, but it's, it amuses me. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a joke one. But anyway, if you have thoughts on that or anything else that's on your mind, you can call us 855-450-FREE. The Free State Project is a movement to get 20,000 liberty-loving individuals to move to one place. That place is New Hampshire. If you want to be involved in the 
only successful liberty-oriented movement in America, from what I can tell, um, then go to freestateproject.org. Yeah. You know, there may be, you know, there's there's lots of other movements out there doing lots of other things, and they may have some success, and I sincerely hope the very best, but it seems to me the what makes the most sense is concentrating your efforts in one place, and... The Free State Project has gotten the ball rolling already. Right. Like, we've already had the success. Yeah. You're hoping for them in whatever you're doing out there outside of the, the New Hampshire, and... I'm hoping for you, too, but you're just hoping. Free Talk, Free State Project, we're already doing it. Um, they've got, uh, you know, dozens of different media outlets here in New Hampshire. This is the Liberty Hub of the world as far as media outlets go. And it was already, I think, starting off at a higher bar than other places in the U.S. It was already one of the lowest tax burdens on the individual, you know, pretty significant political freedoms to begin with, even before the Free State Project came about. Indeed. So starting off at a, at a higher place. Freestateproject.org. All right, Mark, let's go talk to Annie, listening in St. Louis. Annie? Hi, guys. Hi. Welcome to Free Talk Live. I really enjoy this program. Thank you. And um, you both have lovely voices. <laughs> thanks. Well, thanks. <laughs> and I would just like to bring up Something that I have been hearing about, but I don't know a lot about, is the NDAA, mm. the National Defense Authorization, Authorization Act. Act. Yep. Yeah. Do you know about that? Yes. Well, you know, I mean, I've certainly read a, a bit about it, sure. So, from what I understand, I just read an article about this yesterday, and I'm going to try to recall the details. From what I understood, there... Every year there is some kind of authorization for the dis- defense spending, and that's right. what the NDAA is. However, There's last year, ugly ones. In, in the 2011 to 2012 one, there was a provision that allowed indefinite detention of American citizens. And it's it's been going through the court system and being challenged, but it hasn't been gotten rid of yet. Now, apparently, they're now voting on the next one. And apparently, I think. I, th- I want to say Rand Paul did something where he tried to strike those bad provisions mm-hmm. from this year's uh, NDAA. The amendment, yeah. yeah. So what is that based on? I mean, it's like... What is what based on? If they think you're like a terrorist or... Oh, yeah. What? If you're deemed to be some kind of uh, domestic terrorist, it's very vague, actually. It's it's extremely arbitrary the way it's written and it's... Essentially, at the say so of the yeah. president, any if they person, don't like you. any person, including U.S. citizens, who is as part of uh, part of or substantially supported Al Qaeda, the Taliban, or associated forces that are engaging in hostilities against the United States or its coalition partners. Oh, you were Johnny on the spot with that, Mark. And, and indeed, and I will the, say the problem with it is, is that um, you know they've already had commercials out that say if you smoke marijuana. You're supporting the terrorists. If you have a Gadsden flag bumper sticker, you must be a domestic terrorist. If you have uh, Liberty dollars, you have silver. (laughs) They they say all kinds of things. So, um, you know, it's that that part's disturbing. Mm -hmm. And if they're if they're willing to do that, then what else are they willing to do? Obama's already got a kill list and there's already been assassinations of uh, American citizens abroad. So, you know, where does it stop? Mm -hmm. Okay. well, what I want to know is if they think that. For whatever reason, you're a terrorist. They can come to your house and pick you up and take you where? That's a good question. But, it, you know, really, when it comes to military detentions um, and, you know, at that point, 
if you're you're an enemy of the state at that point, you're not just a criminal where you mm-hmm. sort of have certain rights where you could you know get a telephone call and those kind of things. You know, they'll take you wherever they want. They don't have to charge yeah, you either. Pretty frightening. Uh, I totally agree, Annie. Yeah, so I'm just I just pulled up an article here uh, very quickly, and apparently there was a bipartisan group of senators that uh, did something this Wednesday to strike those provisions out of the NDAA. So there you go. And where did you find that? Uh, it's from the Huffington Post. I'll send it to Mark and ask him to tweet it out on Free Talk Live's Twitter account. I don't know if you follow us there, any, but okay, maybe. great. All right, thanks for your call tonight. Appreciate Thank your you. thoughts. Yeah, I hope none of us get disappeared. I mean, as I understood it, there were already provisions in the Patriot Act uh, that allowed uh, basically people to be, and journalists, this happened to some journalist and he somehow spoke out about it. Like they were, they disappeared him and then they gave him this letter. Do you remember this, Mark, that said he couldn't talk about it? He was like, he had a gag order. This is quite some time ago. Yeah. Yeah, but that that was in the Patriot Act. I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was 10 years ago, maybe like six years ago. Okay. Because it took a while to come out because he had this gag order. like Canada or something like that? I want to say he lived in Washington, D.C., but let me look, I'll look up more info when I have time. I'm trying to just go off memory, but yeah, it's frightening stuff. I mean, I don't want this to be happening it seems like just scarily arbitrary and easy to be declared one of these enemy combatants. Yeah, well, the people that were upset about George Bush uh, using, uh, you know, uh, rendition in order to kidnap people and take them to other countries, you know, using. Oh, the and CIA. of course, Obama said he would never abuse that privilege. Right, right. and he's not. He's not doing that. Um, what he's doing is he's using remote control airplanes to kill people. Some of them, in, some of them, women and children. Yeah. Um, one has to assume that nine-year-olds that are killed in a hellfire um, raid by a predator drone are probably not terrorists. That's the way I see nine-year-olds. Maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I find They'll it very often disturbing. fudge their statistics by saying any male that was killed, no matter what age they are, oh, they're a terrorist. They must have been a terrorist. they were saying that there's never been a non-terrorist killed by these Predator drones. It's amazing. The Predator drones, not only can I they drop missiles... i got a bridge to sell you. <laughs> they, uh, they, they read minds, too. They know who's guilty and who's not. What do we need judges for? Why don't we have Predator drones here in America? If, yeah. they, if they don't make mistakes... And, uh, you know, this is the problem I have. I don't believe for a second that there weren't bad criminal actors that have been killed by predator drones that have been killed in the war on terror, that were killed in Iraq and Afghanistan, that have been killed in, uh, you know, little these all these the myriad dozens and dozens of raids that go on every year that we're never told about. But guess what? There are lots of bad actors, so-called, who are being created by the resentment towards the U.S. for bombing their families and their houses and all kinds of stuff. Absolutely. We don't get to find out about many of these things, but there was a special forces raid that went on in Afghanistan. It's been a few years now. And they or maybe it was Pakistan. Um, Anyway, it was along that uh, border there, the Waziristan border. And um, it was a boys school. Turns out they went in and shot everybody up. And it was, you know, they killed off 11 uh, males, (sighs) called them all terrorists. And it was it turned out it was just a boys school yeah and how do That's you low you, you don't you're not going to find out about most of these special forces raids because that's the whole point they're black ops so when you do find out about them and you find out later and the, the information trickles in people want to deny it oh it's a one-off well this is the only story we've got from the last three years of a you know special forces mm. uh, you know incursion how can you say it's a one-off 
And the media, the mainstream media, doesn't want to report on it. They want to do complimentary pieces for the U.S. government. You know, they want to. Well, we find out about it through pieces. the mainstream media to some extent. I mean, it's it's difficult sometimes, to know. but. Yeah, I, well, I don't know. And I don't think people want to see it either. I don't even want to see it. And I'm a hardcore libertarian, right? I don't want to watch this stuff. I don't want to read about it. I Can you imagine what person- the liberals don't want to? I mean, most of them don't even know about drone strikes. That's why they voted for Obama again. Well, I think that you can find your um, news agency uh, hated upon if you go after the military too much. Um, and that's what people perceive sure. it as. Mistakes that are made um, in you know the execution of military raids, they see it as an attack upon our boys in green out there trying to protect us. Um, and you, you know, you're going to lose stations, you're going to lose affiliates, you're going to lose advertisers. These uh, not going to go well for you. Yep. yep. Lies and propaganda. It's Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. We try to tell it to you straight. Call us with your thoughts. This is Mark of Free Talk Live. We've been witnessing a meltdown of the economic engine that powers our country. With a printing press tethered to Washington bureaucrats and New York central bankers, how can we trust paper money? For years, I've been buying gold and silver from Midas Resources, and you should too. Call 877-357-9938 for a free book titled 10 Reasons to Own Gold, or go to gold.freetalklive.com. Again, 877-357-9938. Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. Stephanie with you tonight. And Mark. You can call us at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Coming up here, we're going to talk about, well, a court that says it's okay for the feds to search the inside of your house, to take video of the inside of your house without a warrant. But first, Mark. BitInstant.com is the way to go about getting your Bitcoins. Uh, Bitcoins are an online, peer-to-peer, open-source currency that allow you to send and receive money anywhere in the world without having to pay any fees. They're becoming very popular in places like, well, Iran's having, uh, you know, there's an article out here recently. Where oh, yeah. Using, we may talk about that a little later, too. I've got the article in show prep. If, uh, if we get to it, we get to it. But um, you know, lots of people in lots of countries are using bitcoins. They have a lot of advantages, not just for people in repressive regimes or you know where they're you know in wartime situations and have sanctions upon them, things like that. But you know, for you, the average individual, there are big advantages to bitcoins. No chargebacks, no fees to send it. You know, between yeah. individuals. It's yeah. uh, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a big bank out there called PayPal that charges you to send and receive money, and doesn't service every part of the world either. And yeah. whereas bitcoins, they don't charge you, and they do service every part of the world. Where that's you can why get a computer. WordPress recently started to accept bitcoins as payment. Indeed, and yeah. antiwar.com uh, accepts accepts them too as a uh, donation. And so, go to bitinstant.com to get your bitcoins. It's the you know, you can do it online. You can do it where you live. They got more than a million locations in more than thirty countries. You're not going to be driving all over the place to get bitcoins. You can do it right in your hometown. Bitinstant.com. All right, one more time. Eight five five four fifty free is our phone number. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. You're welcome to take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind, or talk about something that we've been discussing earlier tonight. NDAA, or maybe you've been disappeared and you want to talk about it. Uh, But Mark, I wanted to bring this article up. I saw this from the Electronic Frontier Foundation. Me too. Who is a very famous organization as far as... For internet freedom. For internet freedom, yeah. 
but I think they might be getting a little bit more into the realm of uh, offline freedom as well. Certainly have a, a strong civil libertarian streak. Indeed. Um, so this is by Hani Fukuri, and the headline is the the Ninth Circuit gives AOK for warrantless home video surveillance. Can law enforcement enter your house and use a secret video camera to record the intimate details inside? On Tuesday, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals unfortunately answered that question with yes. And I think I want to say the Ninth Circuit is somewhere like California, yep. West Coast. Yeah. U.S. Fish. OK, so here's what happened. U.S. Fish and Wildlife agents suspected Wick, oh gosh, Ricky Wachumwa of selling bald and gold eagle feathers and pelts in violation of federal law. Now, these are endangered critters, and so you can't sell their uh, feathers and trappings and stuff. They may be considered sacred by somebody named Wachumwa, though. I would bet that that's a possibility. He sounds like he could be a Native American, yeah. Uh, Equipped with a small hidden... The problem with, uh, and and just real quick, the problem with uh, animals uh, being endangered, always the animals that you're not allowed to keep are the ones that are endangered. Um, Yeah, cows will never be endangered because people can breed them and own them and sell them. So So there's an incentive to have more cows. If you want animals to be um, in abundance, a particular type of animal to be in abundance, allow people to buy, sell, and trade that animal. Yeah. There's a great story of how there was some island where, and I'm hazy on the details, but some island where there was an endangered turtle and instead of like the government clamping down and protecting these turtles, they just let people breed them. And it bounced back the turtle population. So mm. there you go. Um, I think that was in Healing Our World by Mary Ruart. I'm Great not book. with the story, but go ahead. All right. So Ricky Ricky Wachumwa was selling bald, allegedly selling bald and gold eagle feathers and pelts in violation of uh, federal law. Equipped with a small hidden video camera on his clothes, a wildlife agent went to Wachumwa's house and feigned interest in buying the feathers and pelts. Probably plain clothes. Yep. Uh, unsurprisingly, the agent did not have a search warrant. Wachamwa moved to suppress the video as an unreasonable search under the Fourth Amendment, but in the trial, denied his, uh, court denied his motion. On appeal before the Ninth Circuit, we filed, and this is the e- EFF, EFF, the Electronic Frontier Foundation, filed an amicus brief, so that's a friend of the court, just their opinions and stuff, mm-hmm. in support of Wachamwa. We highlighted the Supreme Court's January 2012 decision in United States versus Jones, which held that law enforcement's installation of a GPS device onto a car was a search under the Fourth Amendment. Now, I don't know if you remember this case, but I think this was a college student who some somebody snitched on him and somebody yeah. said he was might be a terrorist he had or an something. Arab last name. He did. That's a problem. Yeah. So maybe this is not That's Jones. A <laughs> well, yeah. And the cops basically installed this GPS device on his car without his knowledge and mm-hmm. tracked him around for a year or something like that. And uh, I guess this was um, upheld as not OK to do by by one of these courts uh, and specifically focused on the concurring op- opinions of Justices Alito and Sotomayor, who were worried about the power of technology to eradicate privacy. Now, we're going to continue on with this story and find find out what's happening with Mr. Wachumwa and his eagle feathers there. But let's first talk to Michael in Florida. He wants to talk about turning a partner onto liberty. Michael? Hey, Stephanie. Hey, Mark. Hey, hey welcome to Free Talk Live. Hi. I I know this is kind of a question for therapy, but funny thing is, this is like, usually I'm working about the same time you're on the air. Uh-huh. So, You're and, talking about my my sh- I have my own show which is called Pork Therapy. Yeah, pork. Yep. Yeah, pork, exactly. pork with a C. P O R C Therapy dot com is the website. But yeah, go on. Yeah. Well, 
I guess the back is uh, even when I met my partner, I was uh, getting turned on to liberty, and yeah, I know I was a little bit on the political side, still kind of a minarchist, but mm-hmm. yeah, my ideas have changed more to voluntary society. Mm-hmm. Okay, but, so let's go. Uh, okay, so there's been a lot of a lot of jargon tossed out here. First off, um, what did you say? Uh, the, the first part. Are we talking about a partner? You said. Yeah, my my partner. Business partner. Uh, uh, domestic partner. Okay, so you're not a cowboy, and it's not a business partner. All right. <laughs> No, uh, nothing like that. Okay. Nothing like that, sir. Okay. So, um, and a minarchist is a person who believes in, say, a small republic or something small like government. that. Small government. Small yeah. government uh, individual uh-huh. versus a voluntarist is a person who believes that uh, people should, you know, uh, all government should come through consensual Stateless acts. Stateless society, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and, okay. So, I mean, over time, I mean, my, I guess my beliefs have evolved, but. You know, and I he didn't really care for politics in any way, but, you know, he, he still believes the state's necessary for certain things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I try to maybe get an interest to talk about those that I'll see on Free Talk Live and our sites. And, you know, he's like, I don't want to hear this because, you know, it's all negative news. And that's, I think that's what turns them off. And that turns off a lot of people is that you hear everything about what's going on. It's like, well, what am I going to do about it? Mm-hmm. And I try to tell them about things like the Free State Project and, you know, about some of the activists. And, yeah. you know, it seems like, and I, and I and I know that I'll get him there sometime, but, you know. It's you a, you it's probably won't wish that he was interested in it on his own, right? Yeah, I mean, I know it's like an evolutionary process, but, mm-hmm. you know, I just think there's something I could do to maybe, uh, things I could do to kick it into high yeah, that's that's a great question. I mean, uh, how long have you been together, may I ask? Michael? Still there? Yeah. Oh, your your cell phone is is breaking up a little bit. Something's I was breaking I was up. asking how long you've been together? Oh, we've been Oh, sorry Michael. I'm I'm going to have to drop your call. It's the cell phone's a little bit hazy. So, uh I think I could get the gist of what he was saying though. So, he's got a partner. His partner is, you know, reluctant, not that interested in the ideas of liberty. I was saying, I, you know, I bet he wishes that his partner was interested in this stuff on his own. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink, right? I don't think you can lead them to water. Um, <laughs> okay. So, you know, when it comes to the, the partner issue, and this is a big one, and essentially what his uh, partner is saying is, is, look, I don't like dealing with all these hard issues around, um, you know, human freedom and things like that. It's all bad news. And Free Talk Live does bring up a lot of news that points to, you know, the state acting badly. We do that in order to, well, I mean, this is the niche we service, and there's not a lot of people servicing this particular niche, and I'm proud to service this niche. I think that that's the true role of the media. The media, even in the uh, you know the founding documents of the United States Constitution, the belief was that the media is the last and final uh, you know check on the government. We are supposed to report on what they are doing bad so that the public can vote out the, the rascals and put in new ones or whatever it is the idea and i'm glad and and pleased that we're doing that now most news is bad news now it may not be bad news pointing at the state but it's bad news pointing at other folks that are using force and violence so yeah um i think so, that the, the argument that free talk live is bad news versus other news agencies is kind of specious but well, if you want to watch uh you know 
food prep shows, then I can see the difference. Okay, I've got some thoughts on this. Maybe we can uh, return to them here in a moment. Uh, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. I want to know if you have some advice for Michael, like if you have some resources you could help him point to to get his partner uh, something that his partner would find interesting. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. Hi, this is Mark Edge, host of Free Talk Live. We've been witnessing a meltdown of the very economic engine that powers this country, with a printing press tethered to Washington politicians, bureaucrats, and central bankers. How can we put our trust in paper money? For years, I've been buying gold and silver from Midas Resources, and you should too. Come see gold.freetalklive.com or call 877-357-9938 for a free book titled 10 Reasons to Own Gold. With Washington, D.C. delivering more debt and printed promises, Common sense tells us the future of the trend is obvious. Everyone listening should visit gold.freetalklive.com or call 877-357-9938. I trust Midas Resources for my gold, silver, platinum, and you can too. Again, I want you to have this book, and it's free. It's gold.freetalklive.com or 877-357-9938. 877-357-9938. This is Free Talk Live. You're listening to the Live Sunday Night Edition, and we're actually starting off the third hour of the show. With you, it's Stephanie. And Mark. And you're welcome to call us at 855-450-FREE. Have an idea you want to bring up, or maybe you have some advice for our last caller, Mike, or Michael, who was uh, you know, asking us for some ways that he could bring his partner along to Liberty and sort of talk about some things that were in the realm of Liberty that his partner would take an interest in, right? And so that's 855-450-FREE. Yeah, and I think I'd love to hear from people on this subject, but yeah. I've had a There are lot people of, out here who, who have done it, right? I've had a lot of success in this area. Um, you know, my wife, obviously, we all come to the ideas of liberty in the way we come to them. I was your standard, uh, you know, Rush Limbaugh ditto head when I started doing this show with uh, with my co-host Ian Freeman. That wasn't you. That was Manwich. That was Manwich. It was my uh, <laughs> nom de, de gar <laughs> there. And, um, you know, I'm sorry to say that a man that's uh, 10 years my junior helped me along the ideas of uh, liberty, plus all the callers here on Free Talk Live. But that's what the, the case was. Why are you sorry to say that? Eh, it's, it's because it's... Uh, it's okay to it's, learn it's things from people. Okay. So, um, and that's just, you know, it's a societal thing um, that, you know, older people are supposed to be wiser or whatever. But uh, when you're, you know, when, when it comes to a spouse, I, what I decided early on, you know, when my wife and I were... You know, deciding we were going to get married and stuff like that. We go on these long walks, and I figured out pretty quickly that I can't argue her um, or even even make logical points and get her to a position that I have because what what that does is it's a position of domination. Yeah, sure. And if, people want to be asked questions, right? And they want to be understood, right? They want to connect with you. I think that's really the only way that well, you can bring them. They want to have their own psyche, too. They want to have their own opinions. (laughs) And if you've got an opinion and it's very, very strong in a particular area, they know that it's an important area. I should have political opinions. Um, Yeah, and either they shut down and they won't talk about those subjects with you or they kind of dig in their heels, right, and they'll fight you on it. Just because they, um, you know, and I know that if I have a a disagreement with somebody who's more informed on a particular topic than I am, just because they're more informed doesn't make them right. I know that. 
So uh, it doesn't take much to realize. Uh, a, I don't want to, you know, get any thoroughly, any any more thoroughly educated in this particular area. But I believe that this person with whom I'm dis- uh, discussing this is wrong, and you know, there's nothing else to say. So that's all the position you're going to do if you try to goad, argue, push, or whatever it is, um, a person into that position. Well, truly, listening helps. You know, trying to understand really where they're coming from with no judgment, just really trying to get into their shoes. And like, maybe you'll find out that they're, you know, they're, they're scared about how they would get by without the healthcare that's provided by the state or something like that. I think, um, I I think they certainly are. And one of the ways that you'd say is, is look, um, I don't want to push you in this area, but I have a belief system around this and I want to share what I think the solutions are in this area. Maybe you'll come to some conclusions similar to me, or maybe you can help me to understand these ideas uh, more thoroughly. And so then you then share what you think around health care or whatever. And, and this is true within trying to convince anybody of anything. You can't convince them. They must convince themselves. And I never took a hard tack with my wife. Never. I, I would actually avoid talking about particular issues that I knew were going to be, um, you know, lightning rods for her. Hmm. And, you know, there's another way around this altogether. And that is that, like, I don't know how long Michael and his partner have been together, but sometimes when people are in relationships and they, at the time when they got together, they had some differing views or they had some different views than they hold now, mm-hmm. right? Like one person significantly evolves in a certain area of their beliefs or their knowledge or whatever, and the other person doesn't mm-hmm. or goes in the other direction even, you know, sometimes those relationships end. Sometimes you just don't have enough com- commonalities or in common to keep it together. And that's that's sad, but, you know, I think we all want to be with people who share our values, right? And maybe this could be uh, the time that they realize that they might, you know, they might want to split up. Or, you know, when you go out to meet a partner, you could basically just seek someone who you know shares your values on the things that are really important to you, right? Yeah, I I don't know that I, I wouldn't leave my wife if she was a statist. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, our, our relationship, our partnership is uh, so, you know, good and we match so well in so many ways. The sort of theoretical ideas around uh, the state and, and that kind of thing. I don't think they're theoretical. I think they extend into our personal relationships as well. Yes, but if y- someone believes your partner's opinion on them don't matter. Oh, I think it matters How a lot. So? Um, if if I were partners with someone and they wanted, they only saw force as the solution to social problems, and they could not see any other solutions besides using the government to force people to do things their way. I think they might have trouble thinking of ways that they could. Uh, get along with me in that relationship that didn't involve force, right? I think they would act in ways in the, in, within the relationship that were similar to the their ideas about politics. Most people in strong America, arm the person into doing what they want you to do. Most people in America believe in uh, political force, but they won't use force inside the relationships. Well, they may not use physical force, but there certainly is a lot of coercion that goes on in sort of psychological realms in relationships. You know, people will. Uh, I've heard that. And was, people I, will yell at each other. They'll uh, withhold things from their partner to try to get them to do what they want. They'll bribe their partner. Mm-hmm. They'll all kinds of things that I would not. I would not consider like purely voluntary. Um, 
interactions. I think this is interesting. With someone that they love. I've heard people say that there's a violent speech and uh, violent ways of being that aren't violent. And I think it's, you know, if somebody's withholding... <laughs> Somebody said there's... That, that doesn't make sense. There well, are violent I, ways of being that are No, no, violent. you can be violent without actually using force. I've heard people say this, and, you know, it has to do with your speech. You're ta- with things you're talking about, manipulation and lying and, uh, you know, tr- trying to withhold things in a relationship. But, you know, I mean, what are you, what are you withholding, um, first off? Well, did I, I didn't say it was violent. I said it was no, just coercive. I've heard people say this. Okay. Um, you know, I've recently dealt with somebody who has basically wanted me to shut up because I uh, disagree with them mm-hmm. um, via email. And they sent me a checklist of, uh, you know, behavior, uh, abusive behavior um, that was nonviolent. And it basically had to do with disagreeing with me uh, was all of the, the things there. You can't you can't disagree. And <laughs> I'd be curious to see that. I, mean, um, I just. I, erased it okay. yesterday um i'm i may be able to find right. it but i'm not 100 well, percent sure do you think it can be it can come off a little bit um scary or threatening if somebody is in your face yelling at you because a lot of couples do that they you know, do in relationships they'll yell at each other both men to women and women to men and i've got to ask you know i'm a loud guy uh-huh. I, you know when i disagree i tend to you know i tend to go from sort of normal to up and up and up and up until i'm talking like this and it's in fact we have those compressors here in the studio and this might be loud to some people and it might be just emphatic to others Uh and if you can't get along with that you probably can't get along with me Mm -hmm. you know if if you you realize that not everybody does that right oh absolutely people communicate in different ways Mm -hmm. and you know if it if it gets to be too much for my wife so mark shut up and you know that's that's the little key that we have that oh you're, I've gone a little too far mm-hmm. um, and that's you know that's the way of uh, our marriage we deal with it but yeah you're, you've got loud people in this world and either they're going to get with people that can handle them being loud or not I don't think that uh, it's all about getting everybody to act the same way. You think that the suggestion that there could be coercion in relationships is an attempt to make everybody conform to a specific set of behaviors? I think it's used in that way by some people. I don't think that, Mm. I think that lying is unacceptable to me. But there are probably people mm-hmm. out there that think lying is okay in their relationship. For me, well, lying I find is a fraud, lie right? That's, right now, I'm done. Like lying one is, time. Lying is fraud. That's in the non-aggression principle, mm-hmm. right? It can be. I mean, you know, d- depending on how you lie. But mm-hmm. yeah. And, you know, s- some people include threats of force. Sure. Right. In the non-aggression principle as well. And sometimes it can really seem like a threat of force when someone's yelling at you. Right. But what about withholding? You mentioned withholding. I mean, or manipulation. Yeah, I guess that's uh, that's that's sort of. I mean, not if, if you're talking about withholding sex, yeah, it's, I agree. It's why not, would you want to have sex with somebody you're angry with? How's that going to go? Well, or well, expecting the person to be monogamously committed to you while refusing to uh, have sex with them, I think, is over a period of months or something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's not non-aggression principle, but that's not what I would call a Mature completely. Behavior. <laughs> sure, like the best way to work out that problem voluntarily. Agreed. 855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733. Tell us about your voluntary relationship, how you work things out. It's Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. You likely buy all kinds of things online. Amazon is the largest online retailer. You can get what you need at the same prices with free super saver shipping by going to shop.freetalklive.com. 
Please do your online shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free call-in number sponsored by SACL CAI. That's 855-450-3733. We certainly thank SACL CAI for bringing us the phone lines here on Free Talk Live. And, of course, you can go to our website. It's freetalklive.com. And uh, we mentioned, you know, if you are looking for ways to help Free Talk Live out, there's a free way to do it over at shop.freetalklive.com by entering our Amazon link. Talked about that a little earlier tonight on the show when someone so graciously called to promote it. (laughs) But if you want to... uh, That's how loyal the listeners are of Free Talk Live. They call in (laughs) to talk about the stuff that we advertise. Right. Uh, But if you want to find a way to uh, get some benefits, some perks... And you also have uh, five bucks a month that's within your reach. You can certainly give more too, I think. Then check out the AMP program. It's amp.freetalklive.com. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And that's sort of a a fund that Free Talk Live uses for the express purpose of promoting the show and growing Free Talk Live as a business, as a, as a show, as an entertainment medium. Uh, so if that sounds interesting to you, amp.freetalklive.com, you also get perks like a commercial-free podcast. I think that's of value to a lot of different people. And uh, you can get access to a special toll, yeah, special AMP call-in line and a special section on the forums. So one more time, amp.freetalklive.com. Have you ever wanted to take a complaint to trial, but you didn't want to spend the money on an attorney? Howtowinincourt.com is the solution. It's a course for people who don't have an attorney. It teaches you how to use the court's rules, and until unless you know the court's rules, you're not going to win. That's that's why they call them rules. And uh, it works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. This is the new and improved jurisdictionary course for those that are familiar with the jurisdictionary name brand. HowToWinInCourt.com is written so that the average eighth grader can learn it over the weekend. Their brand new website has all kinds of free tools. Go there, use the free tools, and buy the course. It costs less than an hour with any good attorney. Howtowinincourt.com. When you when you finish the course, they give you an honorary degree of Juris Doctor. So <laughs> That's to, great. That's what lawyers get. A JD. Yep, a JD. You've, uh, you'll <laughs> be a doctor, doctor when you're done. Howtowinincourt.com. <laughs> It's, it's as valid as any other school passing out a doctorate degree. It's all a piece of paper, right? <laughs> Indeed. So we had a call from Michael a couple of segments ago now, and uh, he was talking about sort of like how to get introduce his reluctant partner, you know, to come more along up to sort of Michael's level with where he is with, uh, with the ideas of liberty now. And uh, I had one more suggestion that I wanted to put in, which was um, maybe maybe Michael's partner would enjoy meeting some other Liberty people that aren't, you know, but just besides his partner, Michael, you know, um, I think it's always a good idea. Bring him to the Liberty Forum, bring him to Porkfest. Yeah. If if you can convince the partner to attend one of those events or even some of the um, just online events, there are sometimes, you know, you can meet people at uh, video seminars now about liberty stuff or even listening to the liberty radio network there's lots of broadcasters and people feel like they really get to know radio hosts it's a very personal medium as you like to say mark what his claim was is that uh, his partner didn't want to listen to you know these kind didn't didn't want to listen to this uh, Mm. oh right because he said it was bad news right yeah well it's unfortunate because there's bad news coming out of the the state right (laughs) the state produces nothing but bad news and so I don't know, maybe, and I can understand why someone would not want to think about it, 
You sure, know, like I, just, I unplugged from the news for a couple of few years. Yeah. I'm still pretty much unplugged for the most part. Well, for this for this job, I have to be plugged in. Um, you know, I, yeah. to, to some extent, that's what I it has do to do. Bare minimum. My advice is don't do anything um, to you know respect that person's opinions and let them you know let them come along at their own pace you can talk about things in the way that you talk you know talk about issues but don't talk about them in a way that you have to come to the conclusions i've come to or you're bad or wrong you know i could see how michael might be feeling a little lonely because he wants yeah. to connect with somebody who really shares those ideas that are so important to him i've been there i understand that you know, and the solution to that is is tricky because sometimes you end up connecting with people who are outside of your relationship. Right. And that's not your partner. And so you feel a little distant, a little more distant from your partner. Right. And I guess the key is just to make sure that there are, there are going to be certain things that he can connect with his partner on. And so maybe he can he can use those to get that that need met. Right. To be close with his partner. And sort of talk to some friends about more of the hardcore ideas of liberty that his partner doesn't want to talk about. Does that sound good? Uh, you're to going you? to talk to somebody about him. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, you know, we were also talking about sort of like relationship styles. And this is kind of a favorite topic of mine, actually, because I, I do think that there are, um, and I, I hope I've never like beat you over the head with this, Mark. It sounds like you had some bad experiences with people emailing you and saying, no, you can't ever raise your voice or else you're a bad person or something like that oh no i don't think that that's uh you have done that no absolutely i've had people okay. basically people that don't want to discuss issues will will want to talk about how you discuss the issues it's almost an ad hominem attack mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i'm i'm kind of curious to see what they had to say but well i you know yeah i, I know you I gotta say i got that's rid fine. of it uh you know i mean that's you can only keep information for so long and i yeah. happened to get rid of it yesterday whatever they said that they didn't they weren't able to get through to you right because they somehow it put you on the defensive or you, you didn't like what they were saying right yeah. <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> I, mean, I thought that they they gave me a list of uh, behaviors that seemed so ordinary mm-hmm. that it's essentially intended to take people off guard mm-hmm. and you know that this this is how I you know disagree with people. I tell them that they're arguing the wrong way. Well, let's talk about the issue, shall we? Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, do you are you surprised to hear that you know I have a partner and I don't we don't yell at each other. You know, do you think that that's I'm <laughs> that's not sure okay what yelling or... means. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, I think that I, I think that there's all kinds of different levels of yelling. Okay. Right. Like, well, what does yelling mean? Raising uh, one's voice? Yeah, raising one's voice. I'm sure you could put a value on it like a as far as decibels go above your normal sure. voice threshold, but we don't call names. You know, we yeah. don't insult each other. I don't other. think name calling's you know very beneficial. No. But uh I certainly people do it. Yep. We're and, we're honest about everything with each other. We you know, try to understand really, you know, we really try to understand where each other are coming from. Well, here's my philosophy. Those are the things that are important to me. My philosophy is, is as long as you don't want to use force or threaten to use force or whatever it is, fine. That's fine. Whatever you do in your relationship, it's fine. If you people want to do whatever it is, you know, kind of bizarre behaviors in the bedroom you want to do, fine. (laughs) I don't care. It doesn't affect me. If you want, what are you implying, Mark? <laughs> uh, no, I'm talking about people in general. Okay. Uh, they've all I, got these I, things that they them. want to do. They, you know, the people are people are funny. They want to believe in religions. They want to believe in all kinds of stuff. As long as you're not threatening people and you're not using violence on people, you're not hitting or threatening to hit. 
fine. I don't care what your behavior is. As long as it's free and voluntary, I'm for it. And so do I think that there are better and worse ways to communicate? Sure. But that's not my goal. My goal is to get people to stop using force and threatening to use force on each other. If I can get, if I can succeed in doing that, I will have done more than any other great thinker in um, in history. I don't expect to succeed, by the way. But um, then why do you why do you do it? Just curious. Because it's you know to me that to me you must focus on one thing just, if you want to be successful. If just you focus doing your on a job, bunch of Mark. Things, right. Just doing my job. <laughs> it's my duty. Eight five five four fifty free. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. That's our phone number. Um, you know, you can tell us what your mission in life is. What do you find meaning in doing and why do you do it? Free Talk Live, there is more coming up. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, Buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. It's my firm belief that Free Talk Live's AMP program is the best use of your charitable dollar among liberty-oriented organizations. Support all the organizations you love. But make sure you give five bucks a month to AMP at amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. It's Sunday night and you're hearing the live Sunday edition with Stephanie. And Mark. And freetalklive.com, our website. And uh, have you visited cam.freetalklive.com? I know it's a little bit late in the show. We're into the third hour here, but you can still catch the tail end if you want to turn Free Talk Live into a TV show. Mark is making strange faces like Bradley Manning into the camera. (laughs) (laughs) You can also find the studio chat there, or excuse me, not the studio chat, because we don't, we're too busy during the show to monitor the chat, but you can find other Free Talk Live listeners who are in the chat room, and you'll find that with the studio cam at cam.freetalklive.com. Buyemergencyfoods.com is, uh, it's a unique website among the storable food websites out there, because their brand, Legacy Premium, is different than the other brands. They're 100% certified GMO-free. They've got zero MSGs, no artificial flavors, and they are the only one that puts an oxygen absorber in every nitrogen-flushed Mylar pouch. Well, that costs money, you say. They must be more, you say. Oh, no. They're about half the price of every, you know the average of every other brand out there. They're less than every other brand and about half the price of what, you know sort of what the industry standard is. I got to say, I've been hearing this ad and I'm intrigued because I know it really makes a difference when they flush the packets with nitrogen. In terms of how fresh they stay, if yeah. you uh, and if, oxygen if, if you're this aware, this educated, um, basically they're the only ones that take special care in uh, making that making sure that there isn't oxygen in their packages. Uh, mm-hmm. The rest of them just kind of pay lip service to it, and their packaging isn't uh, sealed in the same ways. So um, you know they really stand ahead in that that area. I don't have enough knowledge about. You know, nitrogen infused mylar pouches um, in order to be able to talk about it, uh, you know, beyond what I've just said. But understand that they are singular and best in, in that particular area. It's buyemergencyfoods.com. That S there at the end, last position, it's really important. Buyemergencyfoods.com. They have vegetarian and gluten free options. And if you use coupon code FTL, you will save an additional 5% off their already lowest price in the industry. It's coupon code FTL, buyemergencyfoods.com. All right, Mark, coming up, we have an email from a French guy who thinks we are 
backwater hicks in America. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I think first we're going to take some phone calls because Ed in Alaska has a comment for you, Mark. Ed? Hello? Hi, Ed. You're on Free Talk Live. Uh, It's Tim, not Ed. Oh, excuse me. So what's on your mind? Uh, Well, the comment Mark made about violence, I wonder what his opinion of the founding fathers were of how they handled their situation with England and uh, does he foresee us being able to deal with the problems we have in our country today other, uh, without violence? You know, um, okay, so I think that, uh, you know, the, the, probably the Revolutionary War is the best example of a just war out there. Uh, there's things that you can point to that aren't so pretty. Certainly the way they uh, dealt with uh, Eng- English loyalists during that time um, in Philadelphia and New York wasn't pretty. But um, you know, I think people should be able to have their own opinions until they start using force and violence. And the King of England was using force and violence. And I think that it's okay to defend oneself against that. And if you basically have to put together an army in order to defend yourself against an army, I find that to be fine and okay. Um, I don't think that it's going to take uh, violence um, currently in order to throw off whatever kind of tyranny we have in this country or around the world, mostly because it's not very likely to work. Uh, it, yeah. There's been studies done over time, and we're not talking about a situation where you know people have pointy sticks on the end of brown besses anymore, and that's the best um, and that's the best field field or you know field rifle available. You have a situation where they can kill you from the sky with a remote control airplane um, from a thousand miles or ten thousand miles away. So you can't fight that. Um, that basically. You know, things like strikes, protests, um, you know, all kinds of, you know, civil action, different kinds of civil action are becoming more and more successful with the Internet and increased in communications, Twitter and I think that was a big factor in the in the reason that the Revolutionary War was so violent and bloody, you know, that 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 people couldn't really communicate and spread wage a war of ideas, I guess is a better way to put it. It's really about changing people's minds. And if you can't change their minds, you point a sharp stick at them and make them change. And that's really what, you know, had to be done during the Revolutionary War. That's what they chose to do. But I don't think that that makes, you know, I don't think it makes it legitimate because what they did was once they had thrown off the shackles of an, uh, you know, an atrocious government in England, they put an atrocious government in place in the United States (laughs) and then did the same stuff all over again. Do you think it was from the beginning or do you think... have you read the Alien Sedition Act? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it was think... absolutely from the beginning. From okay. the very first moment of localized governments, uh, you know, whether that government was state or federal, it was atrocious. I agree with you. I, I just think there are probably a lot of people out there listening who would say, oh, but the, you know, the original government of the U.S. Yeah. wasn't that the bad. The government became was small and acceptable and has grown to its large status at this point. Yeah. Those are people that don't understand history. Ed, any final comments? Or Ted, excuse uh, me, sorry. Yeah, I'd say close to 2 million Afghanis have died in this war. But yeah. So what my knowledge of it is through people I know in the military, and they're not giving up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't 
think they agree with you. You know, they have a, a mighty army in their country right now, and they're going to probably fight to the death till there's no more Afghanis left. It's an unusual oh. place, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, it's the it's the graveyard of empires. And one thing they don't have is they don't have the access to cell phones and internet and things like that that we do. If they could tweet too. out, and this would be really interesting, if they could uh, send out, uh, you know, Facebook updates with their children blown into little pieces, um, and you know, Americans had to see that. Over and over again, two million pictures of kids blown into little pieces. Like maybe that would have an effect. Yeah. All right, Ed. They, they, or it's Ted. I'm so sorry. Yeah, Thank you for right. the call tonight. Appreciate. You that. sound a little lazy. It might have been Tim too. I couldn't really tell what you said. Yeah. But sometimes yeah. it's a little hard to tell. We get we have the calls graciously screened by our board operator over sure. at GCN. So thank him for that. All right, let's talk to David now in Keene, New Hampshire. David. Good evening, Free Talk Live. Good hey, evening, David. David. What's uh-huh. on your mind tonight? I was going to call to say um, something, a convincer uh, to hopefully to somebody um, you were talking earlier to and speaking about um, trying maybe a person. Yeah, that was Michael in Florida or, who wanted to yeah. convince his partner, connect with him more on Liberty stuff. Well, I would say if they care about their lives and they care about their kids, and um, the um, I there's I trust the liberty movement and um, you know stuff like that to be um, what, to get in there and not if they were to go in if they were inclined to be political they. they I have more trust in them to be nonviolent and more trust in them to not be in wars and aggression. And, I mean, the liberty movement, what's that word, raison d'etre? That's like a French word or something, right? Mm -hmm. Reason to exist. Yeah, and that's pretty much what the liberty movement is, right? I mean, it's like core. Yeah, yeah the the idea of the liberty movement is is that you leave people alone as long as they as long as they do not use force against you, a force or fraud against you, then you you don't use any you know you don't use force or fraud against them. Right, and who doesn't want that? I mean, right, exactly. Too much violence in this world. That's it. And, and Amen, that, David. And David, you're <laughs> speaking you. as somebody who's relatively recently converted to the uh, the ideas of liberty. Oh, I, sorry, I dropped okay. his call. But. I believe that he's speaking as somebody who's relatively yes. um, recently converted. And I think that that's, you know, it's, it's great. And it shows that, um, you know, people, when they're confronted with these ideas, that over time, and this is how it was for me, it took years and years to, you know, pop each individual rivet of uh, statism for me. Because I and I'm still not completely convinced that a completely voluntary society should uh, can exist. I don't know. We haven't seen. However, what I would say is, is that it seems to me that everybody has the right to say no. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That whatever the project is, whatever the idea is, no matter how good it is, I've got the right to say, you know what? I'm sitting this one out. Thanks. Yeah. I just, You'd like people to be able to opt out. That's okay. all I'm saying is that you should be able to say no. Thank you. You know, all the best to you people, and I hope you can really work it out. But, you know, whether that uh, project is education or whatever. No, yeah. thanks. Hard to argue with that. 855-450-FREE, if you can argue. 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. 
The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends. You like Free Talk Live. Like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook. Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Show with Stephanie and Mark. We're actually kicking off the last segment of tonight's show, but there's still time to squeeze your calls in if you would like to make them. Call us at 855-450-FREE. That is 855-450-3733. I can't wait to get into what we have next, Mark. <laughs> and that is the email from a French listener. And he maybe he's listening right now. Um, he actually, we get a lot of people that listen to the show that uh, are from foreign countries that maybe are trying to learn English or something like that. He actually did say that. He, was, he picked it up because he wanted to practice English. Sure. And uh, we certainly welcome people to the show. You know, we no, make it easy to no get free talk live, and that's why people are going to download in different countries that want to learn English. It's- sure, yeah, I think that's that's pretty cool that he's listening. But of course, he's really not able to call in, and I sympathize with him. I mean, I know we don't Can read you make a Skype call or something. No, because okay. not a, you can't call uh, phone numbers from Skype. Oh. It costs money. Okay. So uh, it would, I mean, he could call, but it would cost him money and okay. he probably doesn't know. And, you know, actually in France, it's going to be, let's see, at least four hours ahead of, of our time. So uh, it's like five or now six it's, or something. Yeah. So if it's four, if it's- It gets late. It's like 2 a.m. Yeah. in France right now. So maybe he listens to the archives of our show. But in any case, I, I thought it was um, okay to make an exception to our normal sort of uh, well, it's not really a policy, but we don't typically read listener emails on the show because we figure, well, the person can call in if they really want to make a comment, right? And they can bring up whatever they want. But in his case, he really can't call in. There might be a language barrier too, right? Because he is listening to practice English after all. Sure. And he wrote us an email. It it was, you know, I thought it was pretty good. I could understand what he was saying. And uh, <laughs> the the only unfortunate thing was that he, he kind of... Um, well, here he's he that stereotypical I'll, French guy kind of attitude. <laughs> I uh, I don't know. What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, you know, what we've heard in this country. I've never been to France, but the suggestion is: is I the, see London, I see France, I see Mark's underpants. This, <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> but, I just wanted to say that. Um, you know, is that they they believe they're better than everyone? They have the heart of an empire, and uh, you know these things that the French people won't Rite, even try to égalité, fraternité. I, I don't know anything about. No, I, you know, I, do I'm I. not going to claim to know, but these are the prejudices that other people in this country have uh, said about. And French I people. think with this discussion, we are totally falling into his stereotype of us as uneducated hicks. Why, how so? <laughs> Because we're showing our ignorance about France. And well, why? Fran- why? Why would I, you know, I've been to Greece, I've been to England, I've been to, you know, Israel, I've been to Palestine, okay. I've been to, you know, all. I've been to 13 countries mm-hmm. just because I haven't yeah, been to I've France. I've worked with some people who are from France, too. Yeah. I haven't been there myself, but I hear anyway. Paris is really awesome. I don't know. Anyway, I, th- I really believe. OK, so here's a quote from his email. I really appreciate your radio. It shows that not all Americans are idiotic and uneducated, uneducated being the number one cliche we think of here in Europe. 
half your country is really scary. All these Republicans and conservatives still thinking like in the 19th century. And he, his whole email pretty much is, is the question that he's asking is, you know, why do, does America do Americans claim to be, he says the first country. I'm not sure if he means a first world country or the, f- the best, best country, country in the world. I think I'm that not Americans sure. would probably uh, believe that their country is the best country in the world. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. I've certainly heard people say, yeah, Amer-. they call this show and say it, right? Yep. America is the best country in the world. We're the freest country there is. And it makes me wonder, do the... If you do don't the, like it, you can leave. Do the Uruguayans... Say we have the best country in the world. Mm. Do the uh, Taiwanese? Do they say that? I think they do. North Korea certainly does. Well, North Korea is uh, <laughs> not, not not a country I want to compare myself to. <laughs> no, um, but makes, but that's nationalism, though. That's the point. Every country says. That I don't think the they do. I think that they may say that they have the best soccer team, but I don't think that they say that they're the best country. Mm. Okay. Well. Maybe my experience is is biased by being an American. But in any case, I do hear people say that about America, that it is, you know, the the best country in the world. And so he's basically asking, how can Americans claim to have the best country in the world when basically they don't have European style socialism? They don't have the safety net. They don't have he says they don't have like basically a a social savings program, like a pension program. I think that's what he means. And health health insurance and education. And, you know, in in a lot of parts of Europe, well, yeah, that's true. We That was one thing I wanted to cover, Mark, actually, about this email, was that we do have social security. Which is a social pension program. And it stinks. It's less than 1% rate of return. You're forced to pay into it if you have a a W-2 job. The only reason it works is because people will go to jail if they don't participate in it. And Mm -hmm. that's what I think that all these programs... But it doesn't work, though. I mean, define working. If if a less than 1% rate of return... It's not going to be there when I'm old. It doesn't work as well that. as I'd like it to see it work. I, you don't it's know. You're predicting, the, you're predicting the future. Yeah. I suspect it won't be there either. I suspect the U.S. dollar won't be there when you get 65. <laughs> so, <laughs> Bring um, it on. You know, I'll get some bitcoins. <laughs> that's, my, that's my prediction. But uh, what's the gentleman's name? Uh, Eves. Eves. Uh, yeah. I, I, um, you know, what Eves is saying here is, is all these great radio, pro- all these great programs that he has, excuse me, radio programs, um, he's, you know, have to be funded by force. The government has to say, look, you're going to participate in this program or that program, or you're going to jail. If, yeah. they don't, if you know, if a person has human rights, and I'm sure they've still got them in Europe, um, then they should be able to work for money and keep the money that they earn. And, mm-hmm. That they didn't knowingly exchange, uh, you know, some. They didn't knowingly enter into a social contract. They never said, <laughs> "Okay, I'll exchange protection um, and whatever." Yeah, they were just born into that system. They and were they born had no into choice. that country, and that's where they live. Yeah. Um, and you know, he, you know, another thing he says is that he's equating, um, he's equating like these social programs with generosity. And they're not generosity. Right. Generosity because, isn't taking someone else's money and giving it away. Generosity yeah. is taking your own money and giving it away. Voluntarily, without right. being forced to, yeah. Right. I mean, take- And actually, Americans are very generous. They donate to a lot of private charities without being forced to. Uh, there's millions and billions of dollars that are given to charities every year to help people. And it's none of it requires government to operate. Um, so I just, I just wanted to clear up that point. That he also it, takes a shot at gun owners. Yes, he says... 
Uh, here we go. Um, a country with no social insurance cannot be the first country in the world since it thinks its citizens are nothing and don't deserve anything. Well, that's kind of a country. That's kind th- of countries don't think projecting. Some, yeah, exactly. Projecting some thoughts on countries are dirt. Country. And dirt doesn't think <laughs> it makes everybody in the rest of the Western world laugh. But it's sad for you. Very paradox from a country so religious where everybody a Bible in his or her bedside table as well as a gun with eight exclamation points. I doubt very seriously most people have. I, I think there's probably more guns in bedside tables than there are Bibles. Um, but, you oh, know, I think there's more Bibles. If somebody the, wa- the one person has 10 guns in their bedside table. <laughs> if somebody does a, 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 you know, commits a crime at your house, you're going to wish you had a gun in yeah. that bedside table. And if Eve's I. I understand where you're coming from. I don't have a gun or a Bible in my bedside table. But I can tell you, I don't want to be forced by the government to give to people. I want to use my own money in the way that I see fit. And I think people are the best at deciding how to spend their own money. And, you know, I I know that in in lots of parts of Europe, the government takes care of a lot of uh, social things, right? It pays for people's education, even up to college level. Well, well, let me sound bigoted here for a second, uh but let's not forget that the people in Europe are the descendants of the ones that didn't have the gumption to leave. Okay, they lived under kings and princes and dukes and earls, and they didn't have what it took to get up and go to America where they had to make it on their own or die. Well, clearly freedom is not genetic because, I mean, a lot of the people in the U.S. are cultural conversations that go on. Yeah. Uh, t- yeah. Okay. I'll give you that to a certain extent. That's true. I think that yeah. people, you know, people believe things. They pass those things down to their kids and that that can have a strong thing, a strong idea. So, I mean, I don't doubt for a second that Eves believes that a country needs to take care of its citizens because at one time serfs believed that their king needed to take care of them. I say, please don't take care of me because if you're trying to take care of me, then you can tell me what to do. I want to be free to make my own decisions. Mm-hmm. And I want to live or die by those decisions. Will that make will that will that make it so that some people have bad you know bad choices, end up with bad choices and bad results? You better believe it will. Mm. And I hope that I am generous enough to help those people in the, those bad circumstances, and I hope they're wise enough to learn from their mistakes and go on and live a better life. Yeah. And then when they do live that better life, that they're prepared to give to others. Mm-hmm. I want real charity where people help people because they want to help. Well said. And, you know, I'm I know he's sort of ragging on the U.S. government and I am, too. I can really relate to him on that. We're just ragging on it for different reasons. You know, Eves is saying it's not doing enough and we're saying it's doing too much. Let us go. Be free. Come on. We can take care of ourselves. I mean, part of being a whole person is sort of having that independence to be able to provide for yourself, right? And if you need help, you there are still places you can get help, right? If you're down in your luck or whatever, there are lots of places you can turn to. Sure. Including having neighbors get together and help one another out, sort of the idea of mutual aid, right? We don't need the government to force us into these programs in order to be a civilized and educated society. And neighbors can't help each other after the gov- can't if the government takes all their money. Indeed. And thanks, Eves, for the email. This has been me, Stephanie. And me, Mark. And you can visit freetalklive.com for our website and archives going back way into the past. FreeTalkLive.com one more time and we'll see you tomorrow night.